everybody welcome back to player to player our weekly show here in nuri northerns where we talk to you about the weekly gaming news as well as a topic every week regarding the gaming industry i'm your host jake and i'm joined by one of my co-hosts wes my other co-host danny and our returning guest alex i can hear you on the stream but you know what <laughs> That's Small great. Small victory, man. That's all it is. Uh, you know what? I forgot to click the, the audio, so I got to do that again. I'm joined by my co-host, Wes. Hey, everybody. What are we doing now? Oh, man. Danny. Hey, guys. Welcome back to another episode for the third time. And long-time guest, Alex. We are, we are good now. I think we're good now, right? We are good now. Sorry about that, guys. I had a little bit of a technical issue there. So again, this is the weekly show where we talk to you about the gaming news, the little bits of tidbits that we find interesting. Interesting, And all of us are video gaming in, uh, veterans, either a part of the industry the, itself, uh, either in the form of developers, game store managers, or long-time enthusiasts. So you're bound to be hearing some insights from people that know a thing or two and are just passionate about the industry as a whole. So... As our first point of topic tonight, we're going to be diving into the video game news of the week. But before we do, we're just going to highlight what we're going to be discussing later on in the show, which is the Xbox Series X showcase that was just last week. We're going to be talking about the games we liked, the games we didn't like, as well as what we wished that was uh, shown off instead. Also, we're going to be figuring out whether we want to pick up the system coming this holiday season, if it's going to be the one or the PlayStation 5. So we'll have that shared at the end. But until then, we're going to be getting to the weekly gaming news. And starting it off, we're going to go with the PlayStation 5 pre-orders could be limited to one per household. I find that to be a rather interesting thing given the state. They say that the reasons are due to COVID and the production that has uh, stalled as a result. Wes, what is your thoughts on that? Um, I, 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 I have to applaud Sony for like trying to get out ahead of that sort of thing and, and catch people picking up multiple consoles and then selling them on eBay. Um, I don't see how, like obviously the big chains are going to enforce that sort of thing. If Sony says to um, your Walmarts, your, your EB games, your game stops, like they'll, they'll adhere to that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. um, but I mean, there's mom and pop stores. There's, there's small chains that just really don't give a fuck or even think about that sort of thing that, you're going to be able to pick up multiple consoles. So while I think it's great of them to to try and say, hey, we're going to do this thing, I don't see how they can really enforce it in a reasonable way. What about you, Alex? I like the idea that it's one console per household because it would avoid basically, not bootleg, but uh, selling it when everything else is sold out in retail. And then the person who bought like the second one, they can sell it for much more just to avoid that and cheat out the customers, the consumers. But uh, going with what Wes said with the Ma and Pa shops, um, probably avoiding doing that kind of rule and sell more than one to a person, isn't that, isn't that going to be some sort of a fine from Sony or whatever developer to that retailer themselves? I'm not sure. I don't know about that. There'd be no way of tracking it. Um, there really is absolutely no way of tracking that kind of thing. One per household. I mean... 
The only thing they could even go with is IP address. And then what are you defining as a household? Are you defining friends as a household? Are you like a group of friends? Because then IP address like that could get troublesome. What if three guys, different households, all buy a PlayStation 5? The game could trend like, oh, well, it's only one per. So to to enforce that kind of thing, I think, is just very, very difficult. I mean, even going to the big box stores, it's as simple as you walk down the street from one EB games and you go to the other EB games and you pre-order it both. And it's not like they've got it tracked, you know, oh, you've got it pre-ordered over here under this one. I mean, it's, uh, I, I just, I, I think it's going to be pretty difficult. What do you think there, Danny? Uh, yeah, uh, I, I do agree 100%. Like, I, I have five of my friends plus two family members who are ready to uh, to buy me, you know, five uh, five or six consoles for myself. Um, but, you know, as, as a non-sculptor myself, yeah, this there's no way of tracking it. We've talked about it. And, and like you said, these, these are coming off. Um, and whether or not these big box stores are going to do it, uh, you know, Wes brought up GameStop, uh, EB Games, whatever. Uh, I, I can see them doing it because they, like Alex has said, there, there is a fine, I'm sure. Uh, because, you know, there's fines for breaking street dates for games or uh, certain points, right? Uh, and if, if this is true and they are going to start putting a limit on the consoles because of COVID, I, I think it makes sense. We, this ain't a normal launch. It's not a normal year. Uh, so, of course, we're going to see, you know, a uh, um, hard time finding these consoles. And keeping it to one person per family household uh, makes a whole lot of sense because there were years uh, where, like, when I went to go and grab my Wii uh, at the time, uh, of course, they sold out and it became hard to find. Uh, mm -hmm. We had fights at stores, people getting angry because, you know, more than one family member is buying a console. Uh, until things can get back to a normal, yeah, I, I think there really should be a limit on it. You know, the only way I think they could track something like that is if they only made it available at the big box stores, and I think that would be a bit detrimental to to a lot of the smaller, smaller mom pa stores, smaller game stores. So, I mean, there's uh, potentially pluses and and uh, minuses to to both sides, but we'll move on for that one. We got another one here for you guys. So obviously we're going to be talking about this little piece more later as it relates to the Xbox Series X and coming up. Um, there's been a bit of a rumor that the Xbox Game Pass could potentially find itself over on the Switch and the PlayStation. But recently uh, that rumor has been kind of put down, squashed down. Uh, it's unlikely that it is going to be appearing on either one of those consoles. I, I honestly never thought... That there was a chance of it appearing there anyways danny what do you think uh yeah i, I agree 100 percent too um i you well you're seeing more of a collaboration between uh you know xbox and uh different companies we got um that one game uh ori i can't remember what it's called but i, I believe or in the spirit of the forest or Thank or, you. Ori in the Blind Forest. Yeah. Ori in the Blind Forest. We're, we're starting to see more like um, titles from Xbox that were, at my assuming that they were uh, exclusive to Xbox. Uh, you know, we we got that coming over. There's more. Uh, even Jack Trenton himself said that he wants to uh, work more with uh, with uh, other companies. So whether or not we're going to see more of their franchises come over to uh, through Game Pass kind of thing. Um, but 
you have to think of this as a business standpoint too. Uh, if they decide to give everything um, a shared, I'm going to sh- put it, a shared universe uh, with every other console, what is the point of the Xbox then? Why, why will people want to go and buy the new Xbox when they can say, hey, I'll buy a PS5 and I can still get so-and-so game or, you know, I have a Switch that I play constantly. I can get this on there, even though, you know, it's not graphically advanced as, uh, as the new uh, consoles are going to be. But that, that's still a very hard sell there. How are you going to sell these Xboxes? when everybody else can get the game that you should be getting just for Xbox, but it's available for everyone. It, you need something. You need something to be I feel we're going to hear this argument yeah, later yeah. on yes. as well. <laughs> we're going to continue this. Uh, yeah. So, so Wes, what, what, what about you? Were you surprised about it? Uh, did you ever think it had a chance of making it over onto the other consoles? More of a whimsical thing in the air? I... I... I have trouble seeing that, at, at least at this point, making it to the other consoles. Now, I could see uh, Xbox Live support maybe showing up in in other in other areas. It has already, uh, but I think that some changes need to be made on the Xbox side for that to happen first. Um, specifically, I I kind of wonder if that's just, if Xbox Live itself is just going to be free. At some point, if Microsoft is kind of positioning themselves to just say, look, Xbox Live is free. If you want to do multiplayer online stuff, it's free now on the Xbox. Um, with their, their push to, to game pass across both Xbox and PC, it, it's a really tough sell to get me to want to play your multiplayer game on the Xbox when through your service that I also already have, I can play it on the PC for free. You know, and and granted, like you get Xbox Live with Game Pass, so some of that's kind of tied in. Um, that I could just see Xbox Live kind of just going free at a certain point, and then that transitioning, or at least migrating to to the other platforms, and I could see it happening through Minecraft. Now, yeah. interestingly enough, uh, Minecraft is actually the one that already Xbox Live has support over on the Nintendo Switch. So you can literally log into your Xbox Live profile on the Nintendo Switch, and that's how you get access to being able to play Minecraft online through your Nintendo Switch. But you can only do that through the Xbox Live. Yeah, it gives you that cross-play push, right? Yeah. Cross-platform across across Xbox, Switch, and, and PC. You know, the, these these developer, these platform holders, those, those uh, two specifically – have been sort of making that push and leaving Sony on the outside, looking mm-hmm. in on that, right? They really have. What about you, Alex? Were you, were you shocked at all about the Game Pass uh, uh, not coming to those consoles, or did you you, you thought you, did you think it could? Way over my head at this point, to be honest with you. <laughs> uh, but I want to touch up on that um, cross-play stuff. Like Danny was touching up on, actually, yeah, Danny was touching up on. Um, why should I buy the Why should I buy the game for this when I could play it on this platform, whatnot? I want to say it's probably just preference. I like this controller feel better than that controller, or what have you. At this point, the game is really getting there. Let's move on, though. I got another one here for you guys. Um, as we all know, it's been a month of gaming showcases. We're going to be talking about the Xbox Series X later on tonight. 
Ubisoft had one and they showed off a bunch of titles. Assassin's Creed Valhalla, obviously we already know about that one. That was given a little bit more of a gameplay feature. Far Cry 6 was announced. Um, there was another title announced that is escaping my lips right now. I actually didn't write it down, unfortunately. But uh, it's kind of not the point because um, that was about two weeks ago. The reason of this one is they've announced a second forward broadcast for September. And what this forward broadcast is going to do is they're going to be announcing more games and showing off even more content. Uh, so Yves Gilmont, uh, the CEO of uh, Ubisoft, says that they're excited to show off a bunch of new games. Um, what do you guys think they could possibly show off, Wes? I'm trying. I mean, they've only got so many other franchises that aren't already on the go. Um, like Rainbow Six is kind of this just ongoing service at this point. Um, the last Ghost Recon was not exactly well received and seems kind of quick to just dump another one out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Division 2 is kind of gone more that heavy on the services side, so maybe another content drop for that. Um, I would cross my fingers for Splinter Cell because we haven't seen that game in Ooh. years. Um, 2012, I think, was the last one. Can we get Something back to the original? Like All right. I I I would love. I, you know what? You could reboot that franchise. I mean, Sam. Uh, what's his name? Sam Fisher. Uh, Fisher. Well, Sam Fisher, the the guy who does the Michael Ironside, who does the voice mm-hmm. of Sam Fisher. He's still alive and drunk and surly. He could, he could still play that character. <laughs> you know um, what? I I I mean, there's there's a few others. I mean, obviously, like Beyond Good and Evil Two is apparently something. Yeah, what that, happened to that? <laughs> I, I don't know. They announced it like nine years ago. Yeah. So, and I'm not even exaggerating. Uh, got a comment here from our audience. Mario vs. Rabbids 2. Dan, you're going to throw this your way as a Nintendo fan. Did you ever play the first one? Uh, it's funny. I just read the same comment too, and I was waiting for my chance. Uh, hell yeah. The the first the first game is amazing. Um, I, I love that style of gameplay, so... If they can announce uh, a second Mario vs. Rabbits, I'll be I'll be freaking happy. I love that game. But there there is another game that I'm actually uh, uh, I, I well I'm hoping it's going to be shown. We we know it's going to have a different title, uh, but it was announced as Gods and Monsters. Now, th- yeah, I, I don't know if you guys have seen it, but basically it looks like it, it's kind of the same style as Breath of Wild. Basically, Zelda. It's an open world thing. It's very cartoony style graphics. Uh, I was I was actually happy and blown away with that with the trailer. It was a cinematic trailer, but it, it's something that I really want to play. Uh, we haven't heard nothing about that, and that's what got me kind of disappointed with the first Ubisoft, uh, you know, online conference. Uh, I'm I'm hoping this September conference is a hell of a lot more information. Uh, like the first one, you know, I touched a lot on, like Wes was saying, a lot of uh, um, like paid stuff that you can get for your games, and you know advancements in certain types of games uh, the only major reveal we had was uh far cry 6 but you know we knew that was happening even before the conference went on uh so yeah i, I want to see something you know good is it going to be like is this going to be games that are going to be coming out you know before the end of the year uh we still don't know what's going to happen so I'm, I'm hoping something amazing comes out of it and I really, really want to hear something more about gods and monsters or 
you know, the revamped title, whatever it's called. And Ubisoft's done a lot of smaller scale titles too. Mm -hmm. Like a lot of the, uh, I, I don't want to say indie, but like in that sort of like price point space. Yeah. Um, and so I, I could see like if they're talking about stuff that's coming out this holiday, that it would be that that sort of smaller scale, more uh, I guess smaller focus, more focused titles. Uh, rather than the big AAA stuff, unless they were going to drop something like, here's an announcement for something next year. Yeah. Alex, if they could announce something for next year, Ubisoft, what would you be looking for? Maybe a Tom Clancy game would be very nice to play again. Another Ooh. Splinter Cell would be nice. Like a Tom Clancy Ghost Recon? Ghost Recon or Splinter Cell. I would go more towards a Ghost Recon. Why not? Absolutely there. That last one sucked. <laughs> I'll do what you, you guys did ever last play time. Jericho? What's yeah, that? <laughs> I do remember Jericho. You remember Jericho? No, I remember back. Jericho. Chris time. Barker's Jericho? Yeah. 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 Clive Barker. Clive Barker. Yeah. 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 Chris say, Jericho's a wrestler. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I would Y2J, baby. Or, something, or, a, or a new entry to it. There nice. is one game I would like to see, and Wes, I'm sure you would agree with me with this one. It's mostly from Rare, and Rare bought, or sorry, Microsoft bought Rare. I would like to see another oh, Killer Instinct game come out. Let's talk about that later. I'd yeah, say. we're going to yeah, that. Later. I have some words to so, say about that specifically. All right, so <laughs> uh, got another one here for you guys. Uh, um, Godfall won't have microtransactions. The developers say it isn't game as service. I think it's really good to see more games getting away from that microtransaction model. I'm understanding that Godfall is going to be an RPG, playing with other players, gearing up. So it's nice to know that they're not going to have microtransactions related to to that. Um, at the same time, though, I, I, I do like appearances. Um, you know, being able to modify your appearance and get that kind of stuff, but knowing that it's not behind a paywall is also nice. Anybody want to uh, comment on that one? It's a little quick one. Uh, I can comment kind of tangentially about that. Sorry, Danny. I did... uh, no, go ahead. Yeah, I was sorry. about to say the same thing. Uh, I, I I was it, speaking specifically about cosmetics. Uh, I've I've been playing a lot of Ghost of Tsushima. Uh, and that game doesn't have microtransactions, but has a lot of cosmetic stuff for your for your character. Mm -hmm. And I'm starting to sort of go with the idea that I'm not even okay with microtransactions for cosmetics anymore. Uh, the idea that that I you know it, it doesn't cosmetics don't alter gameplay. I'm sort of thinking that's not true. That my gameplay is enhanced by my ability to change cosmetics as I see fit because there are some fantastic fucking hats in that game. <laughs> and my gameplay is like my, my experience of gameplay is significantly better when I've got some sick goddamn hats on my head. Totally agree with you on that one. Danny, you had something to say? Yeah, I was going to say, uh, and you know, you brought up a little bit Wes. Uh, I, I don't think that, you know, it, you know, we're not talking about microtransactions, even though cosmetics is kind of like a microtransaction. Uh, you know, you get, uh, I'll use uh, Call of Duty as a reference, you know, the guns or the skins for the guns, whatever you pay a certain amount of price. I think that stuff is kind of a rip. Uh, just, you know, my, my understanding would be to have an in-game currency kind of thing. You know, work 
to build up to get that in game. Um, you know, I, I just find stuff like that is kind of like I used to love it. Don't get me wrong. There's times where I'd buy stuff just, uh, you know, like my Batman games. I'd buy all the costumes and whatever. Uh, that's until the uh, the full complete edition came out, and that all that money I spent was, you know, made no sense later on. Uh, <laughs> right? Yeah, it, it it becomes a money waste. Uh, the trouble is, is that these games will get, uh, you know, game of the year editions if they are game of the years or complete editions. You know, look at Mortal Kombat um, and every other fighting game, basically. Uh, but yeah, like microtransactions and those transactions for cosmetic stuff for your game, I always thought they were just uh, just a stupid money grab. It, it's it literally is for people who are just willing to be like, hey, I will, I like that, you know, let's get some money going. Uh, I, I want to see it go back to a yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's just like money flying. Uh, but I think that doing an in-game kind of currency thing where you work towards getting that would just make a lot more sense to me. But that's just my preference kind of thing. So, I mean, uh, to, to play the devil's advocate on this one real, real, real fast, I suppose. Um, I, you look at a company like Rockstar who has made billions because of microtransactions and their ability to sell people cash and you know, allowing them to, to buy the, you know, those kind of things. And even for um, you know certain cosmetics, to, uh, to to go that way, there is there is a uh, you know depending on the developer of the game, certain funds that can be raised from that. Right now, I actually want to have a whole another conversation about this another time with you guys about DLC versus microtransactions because I I'm actually more of a fan of DLC. Right? Yeah, I like, am like expansions, expansions like, a, like yeah. a PC expansion. Okay. See, I, I don't even think it has to be expansions all the time, right? Because expansions is is huge. I mean, you you look at a game like The Witcher, and you know, like The Witcher Three, sorry, more specifically, and each, I mean, any Witcher title actually, Witcher Two had very good expansions too. That like they're massive, like they're huge. You look at uh, Skyrim. Skyrim did a pretty good job. Um, you know, you're like again about twenty twenty five hours of content per one with Skyrim. You know, but I mean, Witcher Three, that one is easily fifty hours almost per expansion, and like you're, you're like, oof, that, that, that's good. Um, anyway, I, I'd love to have another conversation on that. Uh, do you guys have a, a quick anything quick to say there? Well, I was gonna say I'm just gonna bring up. Uh, sorry, Alex. I was just gonna bring up a, a thing here from the chat. Uh, you know, one of my best friends, Car Hero, brought up. But you know, how will developers make their money? Um, that's a very good thing because that's true. The, they, they're using this, you know, they use that tactic to gain more money uh, that, you know, help advance future, you know, future stuff, right? Future games, future whatever. Uh, and yeah, you know, in our world, in our society, that's what makes money nowadays. It, you just can't sell a game anymore. You need to have something to keep it going for a, a couple of years. Alex. That truth is, yes, that is true. Like the microtransactions help the developers make more money to put towards another title. Sure. It's more than just how many copies can you sell? And then if it was successful, make an expansion on top of that. Like I still remember Diablo 2 and how it was good. And then all of a sudden they added the Lord of Destruction on top of that, which was even better. And then that was it. And then it's like, now what? 10 years later, they made Diablo 3. And now you're looking at um, like 
you see my collection of rock band, right? My rock band songs. Oh yes. A dollar ninety nine a song. I have two thousand songs over the course of the ten plus years I've been playing it. I put I could have put my kid through college with that money, but I put a lot of enjoyment in rock band on this one. You so put other people's oh, kids through college. <laughs> right? Exactly. Uh, yeah. So right. if you enjoy I, it, I would invest. I, I, I look if you enjoy the game and, and you, you want to buy the extra content. I, I I don't want to sit here and, and try to like shame people for doing that. I, I absolutely not going to say that. But if you are making a full priced sixty dollar, seventy dollar, uh, eighty dollar, you know, in some cases, triple uh, A game, and you can't make your money back off of a reasonable sales goal of that game then you have mismanaged something somewhere if your entire development is based on selling two three dollar things over and over and above that there's something wrong with your business yeah 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 the the mall isn't there Let's move on from that though, because I, I, you know, I, I actually think we should talk about that maybe next week even again. Just DLC versus microtransactions. But anyways, moving on here. Um, there's been a lot of hate lately, uh, especially over the last couple months towards Red Dead Online. That is obviously I was just talking about Rockstar with Grand Theft Auto. That's their other major title, uh, Red Dead Redemption Two. Now, the reason it's receiving a lot of flack is because of the lack of updates. They have Red Dead Online, but the service is not receiving the kind of love and care that the money-churning machine that is GTA Online receives. Speaking of which, GTA Online is also going to be receiving a massive update later this year. The biggest update, the biggest update is going to become the Grand Theft Auto V. But is I, it called the biggest update? No. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> But um, so this uh, th- this massive update coming to Red Dead Online, though, it's going to be adding a new Frontier Pursuit. Uh, Frontier Pursuit is a, um, from what I'm understanding, it's, it's kind of almost like a subclass you go into and you choose and you can accept certain quests, uh, and as well as tons of community requested features. Um, have any of you guys played Red Dead Online by chance? Wes, we're going to shoot this your way first. I played the original one online. Um, I, I I had intentions of playing uh, Red Dead 2 online. Um, mainly, uh, I was I was excited to get into it because of all of the good stuff I'd heard about GTA Online. And I couldn't help but think, you know, with the, what, six plus years, I guess five, five, or, five or six years of... Yeah sort of time from GTA online to to Red Dead 2 online that Red Dead 2's online would launch in this this amazing state and you know it would probably be buggy or servers blowing up and that sort of thing but you know that it would be this very cool experience that they had you know used the what they'd learned from GTA online to build something great and then when it came out and I started to hear sort of the impressions of people talking about it i'm like it kind of sounded like it was you know smaller in content than what gta online had at launch which itself was not very deep not very big um so i was i was a little surprised by that and that just kind of turned me off the whole thing thinking if if 
after so many years, you've given me the same experience at launch that you gave me six years ago. I'll wait six years and I'll come back then. Yeah. What about you, Alex? You ever get around to playing Red Dead Online? Fortunately, no. I've been a big fan of the GTA Five Online, but I wish I played Red Dead Redemption. I've been hearing great things about it from my buddies that play it. But GTA Five Online, I I played more. I feel like we got to get ourselves a posse going and uh, stroll through the wild, wild west atop our horses, little gentlemen. I'll sell some <laughs> nice whiskey over ice. I'll be at the bar for the most part. You know, I actually did get around to playing a. Uh, a fair decent amount of Red Dead Online, I believe, on Xbox One. I managed to get myself up into the, I think, level like thirty or so. Um, it was definitely lacking in the beginning. There, I'm really excited for this DLC and what it's going to be bringing out. Though, I mean, Red Dead Online, I believe it's launched over two years ago now. Like Red Dead on, like that's the only thing though is that I do believe that the Red Dead Online, and judging by a lot of the complaints that the community's had towards it really seems to be orchestrated around the fact that there hasn't been a lot of content added that the wild wild west is very very bad gentlemen <laughs> I love that uh, southern accent you got going on <laughs> you know what just give me a cowboy hat and let me tell you we can go for some nice, a real nice time but uh, Danny have you ever get around to playing Red Dead Online so uh, yeah, so my my uh, experience with uh, Rockstar goes uh, goes and stops back in Vice City. That was the very last title I've ever played of a Rockstar game. You're missing out, man. Oh man, you're, you're missing, missing out. out you're missing out. Yeah, it's I, I wanted to get into uh, like when four came out. Uh, you know, my brother picked up four. Uh, I I don't know. I just, I don't have any interest in playing those games. Just. <laughs> Uh, I, I, I'm just throwing that out there. I have like no knowledge in them, like the, the online stuff. I, just, I never got into that style of gameplay. Dude, like I you said, have... Vi- I was gonna say, like I said, with Vice City, the the thing I loved was blowing shit up, traveling the city, the '80s and '80s music. That was pretty much the main reason that I bought that game. You can do two of the four of those things. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, GTA Online has just evolved into something so massive. Like, you, you don't buy GTA Five to play GTA Five anymore. No, no. You know, like, them launching GTA Five on PS5 is not interesting from the standpoint of, oh, I get to play GTA Five on this con- console again. It, it's what they're going to be adding to GTA Online. Um and, and, you know, it, yes, they do the microtransaction stuff as well. I, I, I'm not going to touch on that here. But, like, they, they have expanded that that mode in such a way that with Red Dead, it, 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 it feels like it's just been forgotten. It feels like Rockstar just doesn't care about it. You know, we'll, we'll, we'll go here for this one because this is actually a very interesting case. And, and this will actually prelude a, 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 a little bit more... Uh, into our, our discussion that we actually have about this DLC versus microtransactions. To note, Grand Theft Auto Online has released expansions and updates for free. Absolute free. You don't, ha- you don't have to pay them a dime if you don't want to. So, there is that. Is that they go, here's all these microtransactions... You know, you either put the time in and you 
crunch it and you do all this stuff it's pretty tough man like it can be pretty tough to making money on grand theft auto life you don't have a group of friends to play with because you try doing any smuggling or anything on your own and you're being gunned down by everybody online and but that uh, was my experience with gta online is is i try i robbed uh, a gas station and then mm -hmm. when i got out uh four guys in a car tried to run me over <laughs> uh, i avoided the car they got out of the car and uh there was still four of them and just one of me and so that didn't go well uh then i respawned at a hospital where a dude was up on a fire escape uh across the street and sniped me as i spawned oh jeez. and i was like okay i'm good uh, what happened there <laughs> just, and i just went on my way oh what did we lose uh oh no no. I was gonna. Oh, hello. There we're we all go. I haven't, I haven't there touched we go. it. Yet. I don't know what happened there. I, there I we would, go. I would, back. I would love to get back into to GTA Online and and experience for myself what they've done to that. Join me and Alex on PC. We've been uh, we've been rolling. We're the wolves I and nerdy. I PC that can do that now. Come play with <laughs> yeah. us. Come play with us. It's one great. of us. One of us. We're the wolves of nerdy. But anyways, moving on though, we got more to talk about tonight, gentlemen. Unfortunately, no, I'm just joking. Unfortunately, I love talking about this. But honestly, DLC and microtransactions such such an interesting topic. Really have to bring this up next time. Um, Danny, this is going to be one heading your way, my friend. Woo! This is hot. You ready for it? Here we go. Let's bring it. Brie Larson has asked Nintendo to cast her as Samus in a Metroid movie. I, I find this a very interesting choice, and here's why. Is that I, I, I believe that she can actually fit the role. She looks it. She, to me, especially having played Captain Marvel, I mean, um, if, if there's not almost a, a bit of a, if there's not a better choice to play that, the, the superhero you know of the galaxy and the Nintendo universe kind of you know in Samus where she's out there fighting you know, you know space creatures and um I don't know. <laughs> sorry um, anyways but the one thing I find interesting is that there's a there were a lot of concerns and a lot of um, word that she was very difficult to work with on the set of the Avengers film and as well as the Captain Marvel so then I'm gonna throw this your way first. What was your reaction to that? And are you excited for, for this, her asking? So that, that question is directed to the, the, to this awesome guy right here, right? Yes, sir. Uh, yes, yeah. Sir. yeah, fuck yeah. I, honestly, as soon as I saw that, I you know, being like a huge fucking Metroid fan, uh, I, I love Bar uh, um, holy, Brie Larson. Uh, to be honest, I, I think that, you know, she... You know, she's a, she's a young actress who, you know, we they talk about her and about the, you know, being difficult to work with on set. She's working, especially on the Avengers set, she's working with a lot of high-name actors who have been doing movies for years. Um, you know, of course she's going to take her herself a little more um, nuts. Well, I, I'd probably say serious. She, she She's trying to prove that she can be just as good as one of them, even though she's hasn't had as long as a as long of a career as they have right mm -hmm. um but she's a huge nintendo fan uh she's been a nintendo fan for I, she was even on a couple of nintendo commercials back in the day um and you know having having her who has an actual love and interest in being samus aaron 
is what, as a director, <clears throat> I would love. Yeah. She, you know that you know if the movie's successful and if they're going to have a sequel, you know that her name, even though she might not be signed on, she w- will be there to do it. Kind of like how, um, uh, what's his name? Uh, and I'm forgetting, and he's a Canadian actor. Uh, the one who plays Daredevil, Ryan Reynolds. Uh, he Deadpool. was the main. Deadpool. Yeah, he was the main reason. Yeah, that uh, that we have Deadpool. Yeah. Like he that, that's, that. Yeah, that that's the thing, and that you know he he still loves the character. He wants to come back as Wade Wilson. Um, and I, I think that you know we need to see more uh, of this happening. And I think that because of how she was in um, and uh, Captain Marvel and stuff. And, you know, being space travel and all that, it's perfect fit. She looks like Samus Aran. She acts like Samus Aran. Uh, and uh, I, I think that she would be an amazing casting choice for it. I think so as well. Wes, I'm going to throw this your way. Um, would you go with Brie Larson as the pick? Or do you have somebody else in mind? What are your thoughts? Uh, honestly, I, I can't. No one else is really jumping to mind. the The thing I like about uh, uh, the picking Brie Larson for that role, though, mm-hmm. is, is specifically the way she, like her her characterization of of uh, or, or sorry her portrayal of uh, Captain Marvel, um, gives me hope that we'd actually see the right Samus. Mm-hmm. It, it, you know, we wouldn't see the the uh, Metroid Other M Samus who is was not her normal character um if you've played that game you you will understand what i'm sort of referring to there um but yeah samus is is she's very self-assured she's very confident she's very no nonsense she's she is a bounty hunter and that's it whereas in other m she's kind of portrayed as maybe a little more subservient and that's a little a lot out of character for, but for remember, that, that that is a prequel, right? So that is before she becomes it is, play, so it is, but yeah, I don't I, yeah. It's it's not the Samus I want. It's not the Samus I know. Like you you don't want to go and see Batman as, you know, kind of questioning himself. You you want to see a confident ass Batman. And well, we, that's we already had that though. <laughs> well, yeah, no, no. <laughs> I want more of that. And and, oh, yeah. and that's, it's a model. Yeah. yeah, it and that's that's the like that that gives me hope that if if she were to to portray Samus that we would get that Samus mm-hmm. that we wouldn't get this this other sort of portrayal of her, uh, which could easily happen. I I could see that and in, in out of people who don't know the character, Alex, what do you think? I think I got four names. Correct me, like four names, and you agree or disagree? Brie Larson, sure, she has. She looks the right part. Jennifer Lawrence is a second choice, I would think. What do you think of Jennifer Lawrence? Like Danny's, like maybe. I, I'm, I'm, it's not a no, but I, I do give it a maybe. I, I like her as an actress. I just don't see her as Sam. All yeah, right. Same here. Yeah. I, I, honestly, it's and and it, it almost has to be with like the shape of the head. Like Samus to me just looks more like like a bit like round. Like, I don't know. <laughs> it looks like Brie Larson. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Good 
Go on, Alex. I was going to say Scarlett Johansson would be another choice for for that. I can see Scarlett I can Johansson. See that. I yeah, like Wes is like, why? I, Just why? I don't want it. She's in everything. I don't want yeah. her. <laughs> you, you, you know, almost, almost to that point, like, I don't know. Somewhere yeah. there, there's someone has superimposed that that uh, brief moment in Metroid Prime where you see the reflection of Samus's face off the inside of the visor. There's somewhere someone has, has put Brie Larson there. Mm-hmm. Now, and the last... The last actress, I think, Margot Robbie would be another choice. No, she played Harley Quinn in Suicide Squad and The Birds of Prey, but I'd give her another shot. She's got the round head, like you said, Jake. She does. I, I can kind of see that. I wouldn't mind seeing her as a, a sandwich. I've only to, ever to, seen to her me, in Suicide Squad, so I uh, feel that's not fair to judge her based on that. I yeah, saw a wolf on say, Wall Street. Enough said. Wolf on Wall I, I, I guess that's the thing is I do see her in a lot of comedies and that's and Wolf on Wall Street was she Leonardo DiCaprio's like bow in that one Wife. Yeah. yeah 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 she was pretty good in that one too she can, she can definitely act like I, more than just comedies like she could be serious too I, I I do have to agree though with Wes's take there that whole just like she just like the embodiment of it like the Captain Marvel just reminds me of Samus so much because of that confidence and that just like I'm gonna do this. You're in my way. Bye. You know. Like. Anyways, moving on though. Got a couple more things before we get to the main topic of tonight. Um, for, actually, no. I'm gonna only do one more for, before we get to that because we gotta take a break still. So, um, there is a big leak. They're calling it the Nintendo Giga Leak, the Nintendo Mega Leak, whatever you want to call it. There has been a lot of source code that has been released from games back in the NES, SNES, N64 era. Um, some of the stuff that has been released is as follows. Um, Super Mario 64 source code uh, may have confirmed that Luigi was planned to be a playable character all along. There's a, a star in the fountain that uh, reads L and a bunch of numbers. Um, so interestingly enough, it's kind of signaling that well, there, there could have been a potential Luigi and that has found the source code that there was a Luigi model. Um, other things as well is a canceled Pokemon MMO dating back as early as 2004. Nintendo was potentially working with uh, a company that they have um, uh, that they, they, they uh, co-founded in China. I, I think it's called Q. Uh, Q so I can't remember the, the name of it right now, but uh, they were potentially working on this where the Game Boy would be the controller. So very interesting there. Uh, kind of Pokemon open world. Maybe we'll see a Pokemon MMO. Maybe we'll see a Pokemon MMO. Zelda Ocarina of Time early maps. So early maps were revealed um, showing off obviously areas that didn't make it into the game. But nonetheless were rather cool areas. A prototype Yoshi's Island. Uh, so this was for uh, Super Mario, uh, Super Mario Advance Yoshi's Island. Um, they, uh, they had a, a a prototype, just you know, a, a basically a, just a different looking version than what we ended up with. Um, a canceled Zelda Three, Zelda Two remake, as well. Prototype Super Mario Kart and Mario Kart sixty four. Both of these. Um, again, kind of featuring different versions of what they ended up seeing in the game, but also confirming that the sprites that they used in Mario Kart 64 as placeholders were brought forward from Super Mario Kart. 
and amongst a bunch, amongst a, a, amongst a bunch of other things. She's that was a hard one to get out. Uh, <laughs> Pokemon Diamond and Pearl uh, beta again, just showing off things sprites before the full game was launched, and what we have at home is available. So a lot of cool information there. Um, and if you guys are already researching it yourselves and having heard what I said there, I'm going to get you guys to take one and uh, tell us why it excites you. Danny, being the uh, Nintendo guru of the house, going to right. throw this down to you, buddy. <laughs> All right. So um, let's, let's go back to the, um, the Zelda 1 Zelda 2, and 2 remake. Uh, I, I think that would be a cool idea. And the the idea kind of spawned off, and that's how we have Breath of the Wild, right? Basically, they took the same idea of the first game, an open world, uh, you know, link out there. You can go to any dungeon. You can do anything you want to do. Uh, you know, that right there was basically the same as this remake. Whether it was a remake before they decided to do a complete new story, a complete new game. Um, but you know, we, we see a lot of these, um, I think this happened to Nintendo a while back too, uh, someone got a hold of certain stuff. So, um, you know, it's one of those things where, yeah, every game, every game company is going to have these secrets that, you know, of course they don't want people to know about, uh, not that it's because it was bad. Uh, I, I think it was more in a way is that, you know, things change, right? Uh, Mario 64. Yeah, he, I, I'm sure that Luigi was supposed to be planned to be a playable character in that game. Uh, why wouldn't it be? He's been in every Mario game since uh, since the uh, the original for the NES. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, there, there's, uh, yeah, there, there, there's a few that he wasn't in, but the the thing is, is like I, I I can see that they want to do that. The only trouble is, is that at the time of the 64th launch, you know the uh, I guess there wasn't really many um, multiplayer games when it first came out, so I don't know if that had something to do with it, or it had because of the, uh, you know, the um, analog stick being shown for the first time. Uh, maybe they just didn't know how to incorporate a second player or something. I don't know. There, there's so many, you know, things that go into making the game work. Uh, maybe they just thought it would take away from the story. There's so many possibilities from these uh, developers or the storytellers. Um, yeah, they, they, you know, there's secrets for every type of game. There will always be, there will be something that pops up eventually. Alex, looks like you got something to say there. I do have something to say. Um, when it comes to the Luigi being a potential playable character in Super Mario 64, what if they did this on purpose for a future remake or whatever because they did Super Mario 64 for the Nintendo DS making Wario, Luigi, and Yoshi uh, playable as well. So maybe they did it on purpose for future products and see what happens. Yep, I can see that. Wes? Uh, so I'm I'm actually a little torn on the leak in general. Uh, there's, a, there's some very cool stuff in there, uh, like even down to... Um, uh, Dylan Cuthbert, who was a, a programmer on on Star Fox way back in the day, uh, he even tweeted about uh, tweeted a screenshot of a Star Fox a, a tool for Star Fox Two, and he's like, "I wrote this 30 years ago. I haven't seen this in 30 years. What? Where did this stuff even come from?" Yeah. 
and like there's really cool like interesting things like that things that didn't make the cut things that were in development and and just got scrapped for whatever reason um there's also other things there's there's communications between developers um there's also just straight up stuff in there that was either never meant to see from artists or even even comments from programmers and that side of things gets me a little yeah. uh, uneasy because I've, I've certainly, I will fully admit, I've certainly written comments that are never meant to be intended, like are never meant to be visible by anyone other than the other programmers working on the, the project because it's straight up me saying, look, this is a super hack, but fuck it, this thing's got to work. So here you go. Yeah. Um, and that can make for some interesting stories, but not i it makes me a little uneasy to think that that stuff could eventually just sort of release yeah, and, and sort of find its way into the ether so i'm a little torn on that uh from the preservation side from the like historical like video game historical side it's super cool to see some of that stuff um grandpa yoshi i thought was super cool and i fucking yeah. hate yoshi so <laughs> like i i thought that was super cool to see um mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah like seeing some of this stuff is is very cool but the amount of data that's in this thing is it's 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 ma- it's a massive leak giga leak is the giga right leak. term for this yeah i just got one question west do you just not like dinosaurs and cuteness in general or is it just you know i think it's just yoshi i like i like dinosaurs <laughs> it, and i don't yoshi. even think it's necessarily the cuteness thing because i liked that old show dinosaurs <laughs> Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, but um, but yeah, I still, have I still haven't forgiven you for what you did to me in Mario Maker Two in one of our episodes. Oh yeah, Yoshi fucking deserved it. <laughs> oh Jesus Christ! <laughs> he got what he deserved. He knew what he did. Right. I'm not sure what he did, but he did it. So we're going to be heading to our break here in just a minute, but I do have a couple more quick things to read off, and they kind of relate to what we're going to be talking about after, but. Um, yeah, you know, maybe we'll just save it for there. Yeah, we'll save it for there. We'll be back in a couple minutes, folks. Tune in on, after the break. We're going to be talking about the Xbox Series X. Going to be delving into the games that we saw during the showcase that we liked, the ones that we didn't like, the things that we wished had been shown off, the games that we wished were there, and giving our other thoughts and opinions. So stay tuned, and we'll see you soon. everybody welcome back to player to player where every week we talk to you about the weekly gaming news as well as a major topic that we discuss between ourselves and that's the point of the episode where we're at right now and the topic of tonight that we are going to be delving deeper into is the xbox series x game showcase that came out and was shown off early last week alex unfortunately had to uh had to leave so we thank him for joining us and uh, you people have the lovely voices of myself, Wes, and Danny accompanying you for the rest of this episode. So, getting on to the Xbox Series X gaming showcase, um, obviously there is a ton of stuff that was uh, revealed, showed off. Um, I'm going to throw this over to you, Wes. What would you say, just give me one game, what would you say is the one thing that you really, really enjoyed seeing? Uh, I was happy to see more of the medium. Uh, um, that 
is the like Silent Hill sort of game. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was very interested to see that they're doing uh, some sort of uh, two worlds being rendered at the same time. I don't know if that's like a, a Halo uh, anniversary collection of like being able to switch between modes on the fly or if it's rendering two different spaces at the same time. So I'm very interested to see more of that. Um, I, as a fan of the Silent Hill series, I'm very excited for anything that's kind of even remotely close to that since Konami wants nothing to do with video games anymore. Um <laughs> And and they've got they've got the the composer for Silent Hill on there uh, working uh, working on the project as well. So that's that's very exciting for me. Danny, what would you say is the one thing that you are the most excited for out of the showcase? Okay, yeah. So everyone knows I'm not a giant Xbox fan, but there was one game that I'm actually very excited for. Um, uh, I don't know if you guys ever played the game Life is Strange. Um, basically, there's a new title from the same developer. It's called Tell Me Why. Uh, and I, there's something about that story that's going on about the brother and sister. Uh, something crazy is happening. Uh, it has some kind of like... Um, I, I think it's basically a, not a horror type of story, but more of a suspenseful thriller. I, I don't know. I, I love games that have a very strong story-driven... Uh, that are very story-driven, I should say. So I, I'm very excited for that one. So, this one's a really tough one for me, because as a Halo fan, I really, 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 really want to say Infinite. Mm-hmm. But because of the last two games that were released by 343 Industries, I found it, I found it very difficult to be looking forward to Halo lately. Um, seeing what's been shown off with the trailer and seeing how they're trying to address their mistakes i think that they're making a lot of right steps um so for me i'm gonna go with halo infinite being my choice even though i really want to say fable um a big reason that i'm very excited for the return of uh, of halo is this is almost like a reboot um there's even rumor and word that they're going to be treating it like a bit of an rpg um changing things up in that manner you being able to go to different locations and basically interact with whatever's there go on a side mission um yeah that yeah, halo is going to be the one for me um gonna quickly go off everything that was shown off though here with the, uh, with you guys just so we get a quick glimpse so there's the halo uh, halo infinite that was shown off uh state of decay 3 was announced Forza Motorsport was revealed, so this almost looks like they're going to be rebooting it because, I mean, at this point, it'd be Forza Motorsport 8. So it looks like they're just rebooting it back down to a straight Forza Motorsport. Um, It's very early in development, so I don't know if this is going to be coming out near launch, which is kind of surprising because usually you always see a racing title at launch. Everwild, the new game being developed by Rare, um, looks pretty interesting. Um... That is where uh, you play as uh, an, an eternal that bonds with nature. So very interesting there. Tell me why, um, which is the one that you were just mentioning there, Danny, the creator by the creators of Life is Strange. Mm. Ori and the Will of the Wisp, Xbox Series X is just getting a simple update. Uh, Outer Worlds, the Parallel and Gorgon has DLC has been revealed. Grounded 
looks like a pretty interesting game um, obviously it's been shown off before but it now has an early access on the Xbox live or Xbox game pass Man, that was a fun trailer if you haven't seen it go check it out yeah it looks pretty cool it looks interesting it's almost like Minecraft and it feels like a bit like Minecraft it's like honey I shrunk the kids the RPG yeah, yeah. Um, Avowed. Avowed looked really good. Obsidian Entertainment's next RPG is a first-person epic set in Yor, the fantasy world that has been the set, uh, setting for the Pillars of Eternity games. I honestly have a really, really big feeling that they're going to try and hit a hit a uh, Elder Scrolls with this one. That they're really going to try. Um, yeah, it, it felt like Obsidian Skyrim. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the little bit they showed. Yeah. As Dust Falls. Uh, from Interior Night, a new studio headed by the former lead game designer Quantic Dream. Uh, so that's been announced. Senua's Saga Hellblade 2 is going to be set in Iceland. The sequel to that one looks very interesting. Did you guys get around to playing the first one of that? Never got a chance to know. So it's, in, it's in my backlog. Same here. Psychonauts 2, a trailer uh, dropped. It's been delayed until 2021. That's a game that we'd already seen. Um... Destiny 2 Beyond Light. Now, this is what I find very interesting. Destiny 2 is coming to Games Pass in September, which gives which will give subscribers access to the standard edition of every Destiny 2 expansion so far. So basically, if you're an Xbox Game Pass owner, and I'm wondering if this is coming to PC, because if, if this is coming to PC, I am definitely going to be playing Destiny 2 again. All the expansions, that's just nuts. I think they confirmed it wasn't... Uh, wasn't this year? No, not for the all. Yeah, like PC I'm game. Pretty <laughs> sure Bungie confirmed it. They are bringing Our it to chefs. Game Pass, just not this year. Um, it says September. Did they go back? Yeah, on I that? think that's. I think that's on on Xbox. Oh, but I don't think yes, Destiny yes, yes. Two is coming to Game Pass on PC until next year. Okay. Well, dang. Uh, Stalker 2, uh, after being a PC series for only for so long, the Stalker series is finally coming to console. Um, this is a different dev team making that one, though. It is. Warhammer 40k Dark Tide. I find it interesting that uh, the Warhammer for, uh, the new Warhammer 40k game gets showed off on here, especially with it not being an exclusive or anything, just kind of a world premiere. Looks interesting. Tetris Effect Connected. Uh Obviously, a different, uh, different game on Tetris there. The Gunk, SteamWorld Creators, Image and Form, have a new 3D action adventure. And it is Gunk. The Gunk. Then there's the Medium. Obviously, you were mentioning that there, Wes. Um, that's uh, the next project by the Horror Experts Blooper Team. Uh, Going to be investigating a mystery and covering some disturbing secrets in two different realities. That's interesting gameplay there. Fantasy Star Online 2 New Genesis has been announced. Uh, I actually been really wanting to get back into the Fantasy Star Online series. I remember playing it for the Xbox long, long time ago. Awesome games. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Crossfire X uh, is going to be coming to the uh, Xbox as well. And Fable at the very, very, very end was showed off. So out of all those games that were listed there, Gonna throw this back over to you, Wes. What didn't you like? Um, I, I'm not. I, I'm not gonna name just one game here. 
I'm going to uh, say that I didn't like uh, CG trailers or trailers that showed me no gameplay in their gameplay showcase. Uh, State of Decay 3 is not going to look like that trailer. Fable is not going to look like that trailer. Uh, a lot of trailers in there that just show me CG and don't show me what the game looks like or give me no indication of what the game is is at all. Um, Everwild, I thought, looked gorgeous, but I don't know what that game is. Um, the, I, I, there, was, there was a lot of titles in there that just showed me CG or just showed me this is what we think it'll look like. Like the Stalker 2 trailer did the same thing. I don't I don't know what that is uh, at this point. I know what Stalker 1 is, um, but I, I don't know what Stalker 2 looks like right now. Uh, and then on top of that, what I didn't like is so many of those titles that they showed, even when they did show gameplay, it didn't tell me if that was running on an Xbox One or if it was running on a PC. Mm -hmm. uh, and at the end of the trailer, it just said coming to Xbox Series X and PC. So I don't know what... Presumably they showed me a Series X version, but apparently it, I, I had read that that Halo demo was the PC version. So mm -hmm. I, I don't I don't know. Like I, I shouldn't be asking these questions at this point. They sh they should have made that clear that all of that stuff is running on a Series X. Yeah, I think and, so as well. And they didn't. So yeah. yeah, I I my what I didn't like was was how many questions I still have about this and and why I'm still asking these questions. Danny, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I agree. I agree a lot with uh, with the uh, with a lot of what Wes was saying. Uh, yeah, if it, this was supposed to be about showing showcasing the gameplay and such, and yeah, there there's a lot more uh, CG trailers than there was uh, uh, actual gameplay footage. And you know, uh, Wes brought up. Uh, I'm actually interested in what Everwild did. That's the first rare game that I've actually had interest in since the N64 days. Um, but yeah, we don't know what that game is about. It's freaking gorgeous, at least from the the um, the CG trailer. Um, and I, I want to see more about that. Uh, you know, since you were going off your list there of all the games, I've been writing my own list on here of the ones I really liked, the liked and didn't like. Uh, there's one that I really didn't like, and it's not because of uh, of story because I've never played it. Uh, it's about the visuals, and it's as dusk falls uh and you know there's a there's a lot of backlash about that one that uh, a lot of people are saying the same thing if you're showcasing this high end uh piece of hardware that they're that they're coming up with why does that game look like it was meant for a handheld system yeah. I, I mean that as in like you know a very comic book like kind of thing where uh, a digital motion comic book that's basically what it looks like uh I don't know. To, to me, I think that was the weakest one that they've shown up. The weakest uh, in one. That, in that showcase, yeah. Okay. Um, but, yeah, basically, there, there's three main games I'm actually really excited for. Uh, whether or not that will actually make me buy a system or uh, whenever I get my PC, my high-end PC built, I might actually try it. But, uh, like I said, the, tell me why it was the one I really want to play. Uh, Everwild, if I ever see some footage. Uh, and there's one that, that wasn't shown on that uh, showcase, but it was shown on the Bandai Namco uh, anime play um, showcase, and it's called Scarlet Nexus. Yes. That's one I want to see, too. Um, but yeah, like, like Wes was saying, like State of Decay, <clears throat> The Medium, Fable, and even Halo Infinite. Uh, well, 
we we got some gameplay of the, uh, Halo Infinite, but the other ones, we've seen nothing so far of that. There's no gameplay. Uh, we don't know how it's going to look on the Series One X, um, and like I, I didn't know that the Halo footage was actually a PC, uh, a copy of it. I could um, be wrong. That that's what I have heard what, yeah. since then. So, grain of salt. But well, even that, like we, we can talk about Halo. There's a lot of you know people saying the same thing where it doesn't look next gen to them. It doesn't look like it's as good as you know some of the other games that were shown. So, uh, yeah, like like you said, Wes, this brought up more questions about whether you should buy the Xbox. Uh, then about, you know, hey, I'm going day one to purchase that Xbox. But those three games, I don't know what it is. Those three games were the ones that stick out to me. Uh, I'm not quite in the same boat as you guys for uh, for not, for, you know, on certain things. But the one thing that I'll definitely say is I was very disappointed in, um, in the lack of oomph titles. To me, there wasn't enough that came down. It was like, bam, bam. I'm like Halo Infinite came that was great that was expected um there's a lot of good things with Halo um but you know and I'll get on that in a couple minutes here but there wasn't enough really big like knock them out of the park titles and I really felt that the PlayStation 5 showcase had a little bit more of that it was like oh yeah I've been really looking forward to this oh yeah I've been really looking forward to this and with the rumor that they've got God of War sitting in their back pocket because they've been waiting for Microsoft Showcase, I'm really hoping that Microsoft's kind of in the same boat that they're like, hey, we've got a ton more games to show off. You know, you know, they're not going to say it. The title I'd like to see is another, you know, I guess another iteration of Gears, maybe you know, you know, some, something in the Gears universe done there. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I really feel like there's there's a lack of oomph. And I mean, Avowed really has me interested, but a lack of big, big titles that that came down. Um, let's break a few of these down. You guys are just talking about Halo Infinite, so let's dive a little bit more into Halo Infinite, because that's a really big one. Um, there's a few things I wanted to bring up just before the break there about it. So, um, obviously, so Halo Infinite for me, as, as a Halo fan... It's a really tough one because you want to you want to have all the faith that three four three four three industries is going to deliver a very sound performance here on this game. But having played Halo Four and Halo Five, Halo Five took me three years to beat, and I make a point of this because I'm a Halo fan, dedicated Halo fan. I made money as a teenager playing in Halo tournaments. I love playing Halo online. I love the story of it. You know, but Halo Five, I just found that they it, it just it, it complicated things so much, and it was such an unnecessary story. Like, what was the story of Halo Five, really? Master Chief is running, and and, and and literally it ends in the middle of like it being resolved. Like he just meets up with uh, I think it's Hathi uh, or whatever. Anyways, it goes to show I, I've I've. I, I've actually turned away a little bit from Halo because of it, over from Halo 4 to 5. So my, my knowledge on Halo has dipped in the last couple of years because of that. So I'm hoping this one can bring it back. But um, there is word that, amongst the other things that are kind of making this game back in towards the uh, Halo 1 and Halo 2 days, um, along uh, apart from the art style, I don't know if you guys have seen the 
art that's been released for the cover art, but it is basically Halo 1. Yeah, it is. Copy and paste. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Halo Infinite's campaign only supports two-player local split-screen. So they they learned from the disastrous fuck-up that was Halo 5 Guardians and being like, yeah, you know what? We're going to take away split-screen because who does split-screen anymore? It's not like this game was born on (laughs) split-screen. And we're going to make it that you can play online with your friends in a campaign. Nobody wanted to do that. Halo's a couch game. So it's nice to see that they've acknowledged and it's like, hey, you know what? It's only, you can only play the campaign two-player local split-screen. That's nice. It's it's bringing back that Halo couch feel. I really feel that they're gunning towards, um, they're, they're really really gunning towards trying to get back to those original roots and win back a bunch of the 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 Halo fan base. Um, the the other thing I want to touch on was the um, the graphics. Um, one thing I read was that. And, and I'm not sure, maybe you can shed a bit more light on this, Wes, is that when trailers or, or, or when things like that are put together, that they're usually put together weeks and months in advance. Like a demo like of that magnitude is usually put together in advance. So the graphics themselves, like they did it with, um, with Gears of War, I think. Gears of War 5 had the same thing where it was showing off and it looked like shit. And they ended up saying, "All oh, you know, the, like the graphics are already there. This is we just wanted to show how the gameplay looks." And then he really they they released a video where they added on all the lighting and added on everything. So, do you think that's the same kind of case here? I honestly don't believe it that those are the graphics we'll end up seeing come November when when all this is likely to launch. But what do you think? Uh, I think there's a few things at play in terms of the the graphics and that and. Um... My my thoughts are kind of they're they're going to be echoed. There's a, a digital foundry trailer uh, or video where they they do a really in depth dive into why it looks like that. Um, and and they they're it's along the same lines of my thinking. Uh, much of it is the lighting. Um, they are showing you a lot of shaded areas in an outdoor area that do not have secondary light sources so you've got the sun is your primary source and then anything in the shade is just using uh, global illumination uh, which is not very good at handling that stuff it is old tech it's stuff that's been around is it for you know seven eight years and it's not very good at it um, there are better techniques they could use um, specifically ray tracing can be used to make that lighting look a lot better a lot better the the issue that you get is that using global illumination you you have these shaded areas where things that don't have a light source kind of get this this weird glow to them so you see it a lot with the grunts where they they kind of glow in the shade they don't cast shadows but they glow mm-hmm. uh and that looks weird it it looks wrong yeah. um so there's a lot that they, there's stuff that they could do with with the lighting uh they've said specifically that they're going to do a ray tracing update for the game uh post launch i don't know when though uh the problem with that might be is that it might not hold 4k 60 at that point so i i don't i don't know Mm kind of how they solve that there's a few options but it'll be interesting to see what they do 
Um, the other part of it beyond the lighting uh, is um, the materials themselves. A lot of them look very plasticky. Mm-hmm. I thought Chief looked great. I, I thought his armor looked phenomenal. Yeah. And then when you get into the game, the Brutes, their armor, it, it again, when they're in a shaded area, just becomes a fuzzy, flat shaded mess. You know, when they get out into the sun, there's a, a bit more detail. But when they're in the shade, there's none. Yeah. Uh, and you can see it on his gun as well. It does the same thing. Um, so there, there's reasons that that looks like that. Um, the problem, I feel, is that it's actually something that you touched on a couple weeks ago when we were talking about smart delivery. And you said you didn't want the game to be hamstrung by the fact that it's also going to be on the previous generation. Yeah. When I talk about doing ray tracing for lighting... That is specifically not going to happen on the old the cur- the current gen systems. Yeah, it, it does not support that tech. It cannot do it. Um. So yeah, like that's sort of a thing that they're going to have to put in and just say, look, the old systems can't do this, so we're not going to do it. They have to bite that bullet. Yeah. You know, and I I I feel like that that trailer was just trying to show, hey, this is what it's going to look like on everything. But I don't think that sells your your new system. No, no, so, definitely not. I, yeah, Danny, what do you think about uh, Halo Infinite? Though? I'm going to throw you to the floor here. Um, did you end up playing the last Halo games? Are you excited for this one? Actually, yeah. Like I, I was always a huge. I was always into Halo. Uh, I had cousins who played it all the time, uh, and I kind of grew into liking the character and the story. Um, I didn't get the chance to play the newer ones like you did with 4 and 5. Um, but, like, with the trailer, I, I think it, it happens with, you know, uh, Hollywood and stuff. Uh, they bring out trailers that are not really... Uh, they bring out trailers of footage that's not really, you know, fully complete with CGI and such. I think we are going to see a better uh, a better Halo game, better graphically Halo game. Um but like at the moment, I think they 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 brought this out because of the backlash of the first conference that uh, that they had, where uh, basically they just decided to show on all CG uh, um, uh, cutscene kind of a trailer, uh, where we didn't see any footage of how the game was going to run or how it looked or I know the character models, the anything like that. So. Uh, I, I think that's yeah. I think this might have been another rush kind of thing. Be like, oh god, these guys are asking. Uh, let's give them something to kind of calm them down. Uh, I think we're gonna see better. I, I think you know, leading up to whenever the system's gonna launch, uh, you're gonna see a difference, like how you brought up with uh, Gears of War. Uh, there, there's there's gonna be a, a new trailer, a new conference, or whatever that's going to show updated graphics and then people are going to be like, wow, that looks freaking amazing. Or mm-hmm. it could have a backlash too. Uh, but I think what we need to know, uh, remember is that because of what's happened in the world, things are going a lot slower than they used to. Uh, you know, they, of course, they're just going to like put this thing together as fast as possible just so they, they can have people's interests that, you know, that Halo is still coming out. It's still going to be good. Uh, good as in you know uh if if it's as good as the originals that's a hard one since you played four and five you know more um but yeah i, I would like to see it back to its glory I, I think it's a character in a game that kind of like died out after the the last couple of years mm-hmm. 
So I got a couple of inter interesting things to share with you guys here. Um, the first of which being is that every game that was shown off in the Xbox showcase is going to be available on the Game Pass. So again, kind of what we were talking about earlier, it almost questions, you know, that like the, the necessity to buy the actual console if you know they're going to be coming to Game Pass. And that's not even saying Xbox Game Pass. That's Game Pass, like PC. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, playing Halo Infinite on PC, I might just do that <laughs> over playing on the Xbox. But um, another couple of things that came up around the, uh, you know, with everything being shown off is um, uh, there's a white Xbox Series X controller image that has appeared kind of lending credit to the lesser version of the Xbox Series X that's going to be launching uh, the potential Xbox Series S, I believe, is what they're going to be likely going with this one. Um, it being a cheaper, reduced version. What it's going to be missing, what's not going to be there, we don't know. Could it be the dis the discless version, kind of along line, uh, alongside the same lines that Sony launched? Um, I, I not really, uh, not sure there. What do you guys think there, Danny? Um. Let's see. Yeah, I think maybe that's what's going to happen. If if Sony has done it, why not Microsoft? If they're going to bring out uh, a, uh, an all digital system just like Sony, yeah, I can see that. Um, going back to the point where we're talking about the, um, um, geez, and I escaped my head Game there pass. for a second. Game uh, pass. Thank you. Good Game Pass. I, you know, I brought it up with people. Like I've been talking about it with people. Are huge PC gamers, uh, and they're happy. And uh, even David from their Norners, he's happy about the uh, about being able to play games on 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 anything. Uh, the trouble about that is, like, I, I can understand how, why people are excited, and you know, I'm sure you guys are excited about that too. Um, but when you're looking at it as a business standpoint, what is the point of even buying the next gen system if you know Wes can? Just go on and buy Halo Infinite and be playing on his high-end PC. There's really no point. the 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 point of 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 the system that I'm gonna point out there, it's for people who don't want to spend that type of money putting a PC together. Yeah. I think that's that's gonna be your massive market. There is is people who don't have the knowledge of putting a PC together, or they don't want to spend you know two thousand, three thousand for a high-end PC. Um, but you know, it, you need exclusives to sell a system. You need you need certain things to sell a system. And at the moment, right now, everyone's thought of mind is, "Hey, I don't need the system. I'm buying. I I'll just get all the games for the for the uh, PC. I'm good." Yeah. I can see, I can see that backfire <clears throat> for for Microsoft. Yeah. What about you, there, Wes? Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I kind of echo a lot of those sentiments. Like, it, it, the this conference for me didn't sell me on buying an Xbox, but it definitely sold me on keeping my Game Pass subscription going. Yeah. Um, if, if this is kind of their their business model going forward, then I I mean I I feel like more people should be talking about Game Pass because that's literally the best deal in gaming at this point. Oh, um, it's it's ridiculous. Yeah, I, I I think what I would have liked to have seen, if you want to try and sell me on on the Xbox, like me personally, for from my vantage point, I would have liked to have seen 
something showing me the the advantages of the SSD on the Xbox. You know, they they showed that title screen for Halo Infinite, and you see a button being pressed, and then it it went into the gameplay. But was that the load? Like, if if I launch Halo Infinite and I hit hit start, like, is it that short little black scene, and then suddenly I'm in the game? Um, I I don't know. I don't know if that was edited video. I don't know if that was solid actual demo gameplay. I I just don't know. Like, I think that would have been a good place if you don't have these really, if you don't have a gears as like this technical marvel to show off this really incredible looking thing. And I, I want to say that that uh, was it Crossfade Crossfire. Yeah, Crossfire. Cross- yeah, yeah. That that game looks great. It looks mm-hmm. beautiful. Um. But I, I, you could have really impressed people by saying, "Hey, all those load times you've been sitting through, check out the load times here," and yeah. and like really show this thing firing up. Like, la- start your your presentation with the launch of that console. Like, what happens when I hit that power button? Go into Halo Infinite. Show how short that is. Yeah. You know, show what what you're gonna get there. I think that would have been exciting to see. If you don't have these these really impressive looking games to show off just yet, yeah, uh, I I definitely agree with uh, with that being said. There, speaking of games, this is a very interesting one. I'm gonna throw you throw this one your way first, Wes, and uh, this will be our last point of the night discussed. World of Warcraft Shadowlands has been rated for the Xbox Series X. I'm just going to leave that there, let that sink in for a second, and then going to throw it over to you, Wes. What do you think about that? Does the Series X have keyboard support, like mouse and keyboard support? I believe it does, yeah. Okay, because my immediate thought is I do not want to play World of Warcraft on a controller. No. no <laughs> at like, all. Just trying it, to access it. Chatting, a... <laughs> all of that stuff. I don't want to do any of that. No. Um, that's... Um, a thing i get that's that's interesting um it feels like it's like 14 years too late to to be something to really get excited about um but i i mean sure i i guess could have potentially if, opened up million you get a subscription with the game pass uh i haven't nothing's been said on that like this just yeah. came out fresh today um oh. but uh yeah, I find it I, I find it very interesting. Yeah, I mean the 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 Series X could definitely run that. Like that's that's not going to be super demanding for it. No. Um, but yeah, that would be interesting to to see. Because um, Final Fantasy fourteen is on consoles, right? Fifteen, mm-hmm. isn't it? No, it's fourteen. Uh, 14's the MMO. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so I mean, there there's some space for for MMO on console presumably and i would imagine someone's got some numbers somewhere that shows that that's worthwhile for them but yeah that's interesting well it's it's interesting nonetheless fable is rumored to be an mmo and is not rumored to be a regular fable game yeah so. danny what do you think though about that that world of warcraft shadowlands has been rated for the xbox series x I think it's it's another uh, it's another easy grab for for World of Warcraft fans. Uh, I I see like like I said, you know, if you don't have uh, a good PC that 
I, I don't know the technical specs of uh, what you need to run it, uh, but like if if you're uh, I don't know I want to say you know a young guy who doesn't have much money to do it, you buy you know you can buy the Xbox Series One X uh, for however much it is, and you know you can play World of Warcraft with your friends. Uh, I can see that as as uh, it's gonna sell. There, there's how many players that are playing World of Warcraft right now? Four, uh, four or five. Mil? Mil? Oh, heavens, yeah. no, not sixty mil. Uh, it, it's still up in the. You know, they still have quite a few million players. Four to five mil. Players. Four to five. Yeah, mil? yeah it's got to be easily that. Yeah. yeah I mean, they've so never hit the heights of like the twelve million since you know uh, Burning Crusade kind of days, yeah. uh, Wrath of the Lich King, but. The good like, old days. It, it's not as though there's like forty <laughs> players. There's there's millions of people still actively playing. Wow. Yeah, so that that's that's just another uh, another um, media that they can play it on. So yeah, I, more power to them if they want to bring out more of these games to sell it. Help, uh, you know, start bringing out some more popular PC games that you can also play on your Series One X system. Uh. All right, guys. Thank you both for uh, joining me tonight. It's been a pleasure talking with you as well, uh, as always. And we hope you all enjoyed our conversation here about the Xbox Series X. You're bound to hear more of our thoughts over the next couple of weeks as obviously they're going to be... We will be discussing more about them. There'll be some more news announced, some more games announced, and we'll be digesting all those down within the weeks and months as we lead up to the Xbox Series X finally being announced. Don't forget to tune in next week. Join us from 9 to 10 here at Nerdy Northerners or twitch.tv slash Nerdy Northerners where you'll be able to join in the conversation. Sometimes we can get your comment in. If you're hearing us on one of your favorite podcast sites, we appreciate you for tuning in and listening to us. You can also catch us over on YouTube. And other than that, uh, we wish you guys a great night. We'll see you next week. Bye, guys. See you, guys.